three, two, one. We are back at it again, Georgie Porgy Grinders. What what episode is this? This is I don't know eight or nine somewhere eight around there. Eight or nine. Wow. So we're getting close to the ten we, mark. We doubled your expectations. Yeah. And no, more. we like we like quadrupled my, the expectations what, already. What, uh, I said two. F- I said we'd do two oh, episodes, two. and then after that we aren't going to do any more. You have failed. You don't have faith. That was the problem. You, you have are no happy. Faith. You are happy today. I am happy, but you're I mean, a happy I, boy. I'm not. I mean, I'm happy, but I'm not really that happy. Oh, don't. To be to be honest, I didn't watch too many of the games. Yeah. This weekend because I went to watch the Liverpool game at uh the Thomas McGee's at the bar, and then they had like s- split screen for like different games, and then on Sunday went to the girlfriend's parents, so I didn't get too much. Yeah, I didn't watch. get to watch all of them, but I watched the highlights of all the important yeah. ones at least. And I saw the big. Well, well let's just start it off with right. Liverpool. Why not? Because I mean, why not? Nine star. Nine star. This is the first episode in the last three episodes at least yeah. where I don't have to ask you the question: Are you worried? Are yeah. you panicking yet? I am not panicking. What a response! Anybody asking. What a response. By the way, those goals were nice too. The thing is, though, I'm not. I'm not over. I mean, obviously, I'm happy because to score nine goals. What in the would have made you more happy? How can you say after a nine nil no, 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 tying no. the record for the most goals in a single Premier League match or the the biggest uh, deficit? It's, it's one game. That's what I'm like. I understand the per game, the performance, everything from start to finish was amazing. Don't get me wrong. To score nine goals in the Premier League is so you're just telling is, people to take it easy a little bit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's it. Like it's just one game against Bournemouth. Like it's not. It's one game. It's one game. We still need to get a midfielder in. And I'm a very vocal on Twitter. Liverpool need a midfielder in. I do want to say that so far, my predictions have been right about the debate. And you can say it's because of the red card. It is. But Erling Haaland versus Darwin Nunez. Yeah. I told you this would happen. No. I didn't say the that you would get a red card, but that's yeah. not my problem. That's yeah. not, not my fault. The guy, Speaking the guy's of not a ex- red card, Haaland should have got a red card. The guy's not experienced. I didn't see what, what happened with Haaland. He cleared the guy in the face. By the way, okay, first, let's finish with Liverpool. Never happened. Uh, amazing performance, start to finish. Bournemouth didn't, uh, I don't know. It's the problem is with a team like Bournemouth versus Liverpool is you're trying to stay in the game at nil-nil for as long as yeah. you can. So if you go down in the first two, two and a half minutes, yeah, it's all, it just yeah. goes downhill from there because you can't, you can no longer do your Bobby Firmino. Yeah. Best in the world. Why do you even need Darwin Nunez? No, because it brings something different. Um, but look, everyone played well. It's... All the, the young guys came on. Carviela scored. He's injured now. So that's he got injured? Yeah. During half, the game? At halftime, yeah. So that's how he got taken out. Of half. Nice goal, by the way. Great goal. And then Carvalho scored as well. But, that's his first goal, too, right? Yeah, first goal. Um, Mini Coutinho? Mini Coutinho. Salah didn't score at all. So that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's very impressive. And he didn't even assist, did he? No, I don't think so. Wasn't involved. Well, he was involved in a lot of the build up plays, though. Yeah. He just wasn't the final pass. What was it? Bobby had. Bobby had two goals and an assist, was it? No, three. He had. He didn't score a hat trick. No, he didn't score a hat trick, but he had three or four assists. He had three uh, assists in the first half. Relax. He had three assists in the first half. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, he had three assists way, in the first I've half. I've always, I've always rated him yeah. highly. Yeah. You're the one. You're the one. Last episode. Yeah, last episode. Last episode, you said when I asked you about having yes. all their starters on yes. the field, and you're like, eh, Firmino, no, 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 no. Eh, maybe not a starter. I, yes, because what did I talk about right before that? The injuries. He came back from injury two days before the game, and he was out for a while. So you can't, like, you can't just throw a guy in there. He was out for like a week and a half, two weeks max. Yeah, that Navicato. You can you can throw a guy in there no, after I, that. You can't I, throw a guy in there after a ACL. Yeah, but like, but you can throw a guy but in your there. Your club after. doesn't do that. 
Nabi Keita, he was out for a week. It's not like the guy forgot or like his fitness is gone after a week and a half because they're still doing rehab and they're still he's basically yeah, just mean, maintaining his fitness level. He's maintaining, but it's like you don't. No, no, no. You don't just throw. No, you don't throw. No, you don't Listen. throw anybody in like that. So that was my point. If I had to pick, you know, Bobby's my favorite player. Yeah. So I like I would, and we had this debate if he's one of the best, whatever. Bobby's an amazing player. He's completely different to Nunes. So I do think when Nunes does come back, which will be. At the weekend against Everton, because we play Newcastle Wednesday. Did he get a three-match ban, was yeah, it? Yeah, okay. it was three-match. So once he does come back, my suggestion was put Bobby as a 10. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, and then you have the best of both worlds. I don't, I don't, I disagree with that, because the whole point of him as a false nine is he drops in at the right time to get the ball. Yeah. If he stays as a, as a 10, they're just going to pick him up. He's going to be marked the whole time. But the thing is, th- this is what Liverpool lacked under Nunes. Nunes goes in behind. Salah stays wide, Diaz stays wide, and you have nobody to connect the dots between the midfielders. None of these, none of the Milner, Henderson, or Fabinho, whoever played in the one game Nunes played, did not have the connection between the attacking players. So all we had, all we saw was Trent get the ball and whip it in behind, whip it in behind, whip it in behind. It doesn't work. So it, it, it just, you have to have some sort of a balance to connect the attacking players for Liverpool. And I think Bobby is perfect because he's going to work his ass off, like usual. Drop in deep. By the way, against Manchester United, they showed the stats. Bobby was playing most of the time as like a six or an eight compared to James Milner, who was making runs in behind, which is crazy. But that's how Liverpool play, which is fine because that's how usually Bobby plays. He drops in. But if you don't have somebody running in behind, then... It doesn't do him any good. Like Salah and, and Diaz, they didn't run. I don't behind. think you guys need Nunez. That's the thing. I don't think you need him. I think we need Why him. Why do you need him? Because it gives you something you different. You got Bobby. You have Bobby, but you have Bobby. look. Bobby drops in, plays the. Let's say he drops in from gets the ball. Henderson plays the ball wide. Then you have Salah and you have Diaz making the run in. By the time Bobby gets in there, gets in the box, it's too late. So no, if, you, if you have Nunez in behind, in there already, just just like Holland. What does Holland do? He loves to run in behind and stay in the box. He does not drop deep. He doesn't get the ball deep. If he just stays in that box, if you have like Nunes or if you told Bobby just stay in the box, it'll be a different game. If he, but yeah, he's he's coming but back. Here's the here's where I disagree with that. A lot of Liverpool's goals and one of their biggest parts of their play is Salah and Diaz stay super high and super wide, yeah. like super super wide, to the point where it almost looks like they don't even have a forward. Yeah. Uh, target forward which is fine because when they get the ball out wide everybody starts pushing up Salah starts cutting in and either he goes for the shot or he tries to dribble at the edge of the box to get something or he cuts it back to one of the like Trent Mm -hmm. um, and then they cross it in from there and by the time the ball gets played back they already have three or four guys in the box usually and even if they don't cross it they shoot and then they score I mean, I hope so. But so I don't think it's I don't think that's the problem about like when Firmino drops in, they don't have necessarily he doesn't get in th- into the box in time because by the time they played out wide to Salah and stuff, everybody's already in the box. They have the cutback option and then the guys can finish mm-hmm. from there or they can cross it in. That's the literally like a couple of the goals that happened this yeah this were moment. like that and all the in in their past that's how they've exploited teams as yeah. well. I just think that you don't need Nunez because you guys are fine without you guys are fine without him and. It, Maybe it's early because the only games that I've seen Nunez playing are the ones where Liverpool have been struggling, and he's just been kind of like he, he started he, one game and they against Palace, yeah, 
and they but but they were struggling and it's almost like they just needed him to try and get a goal to salvage the game yeah but when they're firing on all cylinders and they have all their best players yeah. i don't think you'd need darwin nunez because i think you're fine with salah diaz and firmino so again it's it's a good i'm just saying yeah it's a good maybe good option to have off the bench yeah. for sure but i don't think that he should be starting i think you should keep it the way it is with firmino and then leave nunez on the bench in case anything anything of uh is needed in terms of like a spark or something the thing is though when you have so bobby and nunez completely different they're like completely opposites the difference is i said this i said the same thing with holland for man city when when opposition just drops back it's gonna be difficult because if it's zero zero and the opposition is like trying to go for it they're gonna get the gaps and they're gonna play in behind they're gonna have the space it's the same thing with liverpool when bobby plays against the palaces or the Fulham, whoever and they drop and they stay back and there's no space when bobby comes back and he runs and does all that there's no need for him to do that like against like smaller teams where liverpool are technically supposed to be superior like you need somebody in the box consistently to just be in there like yeah but either way nunez is not that type of striker anyway he's the guy that runs in behind yeah he runs so in you're behind. saying when they drop back and there's no space in behind yeah but he's he, he like Nunes he is good at the heading box. the ball. He gets in the box, but he's, you he's have good other at players headers. who can get in the box. But that's the thing, Liverpool like against Manchester United and Fulham, Crystal Palace was different because we had more possession. It was a lot better performance overall. But against Fulham and Manchester United, both times you watch those games, Liverpool's midfield does not get inside anywhere near. Milner makes a run in there. He gets bodied by Varane. He can maintain control. There's like, for example, Gundogan from Man City, Bernardo Silva from Man City. Those guys make the runs, dribble in, score goals because they're making the far- Bruno from Man United makes those runs in. Nobody at Liverpool does that. Or, the current midfield, because obviously the injuries. Listen, the current, Milner's not going to do if that. If that's the case, if that's the case, then I have a better option for you for next transfer window. A better option than Ooh. Darwin Nunez. You sell Darwin Nunez. No. <laughs> uh, you sell him. For you probably get a little bit oh of money. You probably lose a little bit of money now. The same <laughs> Alexander Mitrovic. Oh no! Tell me that is not the perfect no, guy for it, Liverpool off not. the bench. No. You have for me I mean, as a starter, and yeah. if you're saying get on, yeah. you need someone in the box. Yeah, I mean Mitrovic off the bench, he, he would be fine, but you can't. Man. I think he's a better option for you oh. than Darwin Don't, Nunez. Oh. <laughs> you lost the flop, mate. You me, have lost you, the flop. You are telling me. You are telling listen, me. This listen, is, hey, this is going on Twitter. Go ahead, Mitrovic. I guarantee people will agree with me. No. Mitrovic is better than Nunes for Liverpool. Listen, have you listened to what you have just said? Okay. You said when teams drop off yes. and they don't leave any space yes. in behind, yes. you need someone like Darwin Nunez to get into the yeah. box. And then you've said in the yeah. past, Darwin Nunez is one of those players like Erling Haaland who's yeah. going to run in behind but he's and get also, into the space. He's also really good at heading the ball, really good at finishing. He's, he's one of the, look at the Benfica goals he's a good he scored. Finisher. Yes, he's a good finisher. But, but when you're talking about that specific scenario, which is the scenario that you're talking yeah. about that they have issues with, yes, Mitrovic is actually a better fit no. for you. Mitrovic will not be a better fit. Mitrovic, Mitrovic will score Mi- Mitrovic, six headers a game anytime you guys are playing against a team that drops off. Mitrovic is good at heading the ball, yes. That's about it. Oh, my word. Look, I like Mitrovic. The one person in the world who has made Virgil van Dijk oh look my, bad well, is Alexander no. Mitrovic. Van Dijk is, let's be honest, van Dijk has been pretty poor the first three games. He did score a goal though, so hopefully that changes. No, he Listen, he has he, been poor. He has he looks like he's been poor in the last three games just because of that game against Mitrovic. If he no. had a good game against Mitrovic, he would you've been like, this oh guy, yeah, but, yeah okay. Van Dijk's doing well in the beginning of the season. He did not. First of all, he Listen, did not have a terrible game against any of those. It teams. is a hot take. I'm just saying, M- Mitrovic. Okay, no, Nunes is 
Miles better than Mitch. You Rich. you want to like him because you guys have a similar hairstyle. I understand. No. <laughs> I understand. You've lost the plot. It's the man Listen, bun Nunes, coalition. Nunes brings so you. I mean, you'll see. I watched the, all the Benfica goals he scored. All I'm saying. It took me 30 minutes to watch. The guys, he finishes in the box. He's a he's a in a way okay. he's a poacher and a guy who can run it behind. We'll find out. But he, I we'll mean, find yeah, out. but right now he hasn't started off too hot, and my boy Erling mm-hmm. Holland has. And I yeah. told you that guy yeah. is just Hol- special. Yeah. By the you way, you gotta admit that 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 he, no, he's he's. I never say he's not good. He's one of the best in the world. Gundogan changed. Gundogan changed that game. Yeah, he played him that beautiful ball in for him to. But it, that, it, that play he, before he and actually Gundogan didn't even start. They were down to on. zero. He came on. They were down to zero, and that's what I mean by midfielders he, running and creating that space because he makes those runs in. He did he that in op- the opens the space for everybody else. He did that in the last game of the Premier League last season. Yeah. He's a he's listen, game changer. Listen, yes, great player. And obviously, he's not going to get as much credit because he's not the one that's putting it in the back yeah. of the net. But he deserves he, as much credit. Even Newcastle, he scored. So, like, he's, but he's scoring goals. I'm saying this game. Did you see that goal from Erling Haaland where Which Gundogan one? plays him in? Yeah. And he holds off the guy, takes a touch, and yeah. has a finish. That you was when how, he, how that, easy he made that look. Yeah. But that's special. I mean, he's, that's special. he's, one, of, he's one of the best. He is the best striker what? in the world at the moment. Yeah, because Nuno's not playing, so I guess a little bit. Listen, don't even How's Lewandowski doing? I don't even know. Lewandowski scoring goals. Is he? He scored a back heel. You should have seen it. It was sick. I'd like, it wasn't just I like a regular back heel. It was like he made a run, and instead of taking a shot, he back heel shot yeah. it and scored. I haven't, I haven't paid attention to like, yeah. La Liga at all. I don't even know. Benzema. Madrid, four for four, I believe. Yeah. They haven't yeah. lost any games yet, and they're going to they're gonna win the, the title again. Yeah. Barcelona's going to come in second. And it's going to be some, but it's going to be, it's shaping up to be better classicals than, 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 than it has been in the last couple years. Yeah, especially without Ronaldo. Yeah. The classicals are a little bit better now. But back to the Premier League. Listen, so far I'm right in my prediction that Erling Haaland is a better, is going to get better statistics than Darwin Nunez. Yeah. I don't care what fit, no, which one fits no, better with yeah. which team. Erling Haaland has, is fitting better right now with Manchester City. Well, Darwin hasn't played. The man scored a hat trick. He hasn't played. In the comeback win. How many goals does he it's have It's not now? my fault if Darwin doesn't play. That's, that's six, his fault. Six goals? Six goals. Well, no, you can't say that. You can't say it's, well, it is his fault, of it's course. It's his fault. But you were telling me, you were telling me before we, in the, when was it? The second or third episode when we were comparing. And I said, oh, Holland is more injury prone. You're like, well, unless an injury happens or something like that happens, then it, it's different. And now you're telling me, oh, Nunes is out for three games. You can't control that, injuries. No, you but you control red cards. You can control. You just told me Liverpool last week. It doesn't matter. There's no excuse. What do you mean? There's no excuse for Liverpool having. In, t- in terms of as a team, like I, I'm just saying, there's excuses, but they don't matter. Yeah, they don't matter. I mean, yeah, right? none of it's gonna matter. All I'm saying is, in this case, Darwin Nunez could still be on the field. He could. Yeah. It's not like somebody came in and two foot tackled him, and yeah. then he's like, "Oh, I'm out for but, three weeks. I but, couldn't do anything about that." But in the, when we first talked about Holland and Nunez, you said, "Oh, well, if Holland gets injured, obviously, barring any injury, then it's it's different." Right. So, that's what. But I'm telling you, it's different. Yeah, but now last week you said this doesn't count for Liverpool. Like if Darwin Nunez got injured, I'd be like, oh, we talked about it. I'd say the exact same thing you're saying right now. I don't oh, know. We can't really see. We can't really. We can't really debate it because he's injured. That's so what, you know, how many goals does Holland have? Six. Six, and Darwin has one. One or two. One or two. One or two. He's tied in like 21st place. <laughs> for the golden boot. Listen, Erling Holland is two listen, goals ahead. Listen, of the next one. I don't even know. Has Salah even scored? Yeah, he scored one or two. Doesn't matter. How, look, Nunes comes back. 
I give him three. Actually, I don't even know he's in the Nunez play. has to score four goals to catch up to Listen, Holland. Four goals is nothing. To and Nunez. we're only in the fourth match week. Yeah. Think about the, the isn't distance close. that Erling Holland is going to have. Isn't me close. Halfway through the season, he's going to be miles ahead of him. I don't know about miles. It depends if, again, injuries and if if he gets another record Nunez, against Darwin Nunez made a mistake. I understand. Yeah, a big mistake. But that's a childish mistake that you made. Experienced players, experienced players in the Premier yeah. League do not make that mistake. And he made that mistake yeah, because he's not experienced. He's young. Exactly. So, but that was controllable and he failed to control it. Failed the, to control his temper. Got the best game. of him. At, at the at the point before he got the red Nude card. Mistake. Nunes had better stats than Holland. At the time. What about now? What three games We're talking play? about now, all right? Three I games know you're a Liverpool play. fan and you're always stuck no. on the past. No, no, no. The history. Oh I get it. God. The We're current not talking. The We're current. Not, listen. All right, let's move on. Anyway, right. congratulations. I, I will say congratulations to Liverpool. They were look. They yeah. looked like they were struggling in the first few games. Yeah. And in that game, obviously, and yeah. yes, you could say it's Bournemouth. It doesn't matter yeah. because they matched the the yeah. record for the most the most goals in a game or whatever. Cool. And now, and now we have Newcastle. All right. So you you guys are on the way up. Liverpool was only in shambles for one week. Uh, only in shambles for one week. Two, uh, three yeah, games, but yeah. when you lose to Manchester United, when Manchester United was in shambles, <laughs> then Liverpool. Automatically <laughs> takes the, 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 the shambles, shambles. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually I, I was watching both games at the same time. So obviously when Liverpool were up like five six years, I was still watching, but I had my eyes on Manchester City, and I thought for a second. Oh yeah, back to that, back to the Manchester City game. One, do you remember when Mane hit uh, Ederson in the face yep. in, like a few years ago and mm-hmm. he got a record? Similar thing, Holland. Not even, no yellow, no red, no nothing. No VAR. That's I didn't one. see it, so I will not comment on this. That's that's one. The second thing in that game is Palace scored a third goal, and they didn't count it. Okay, well. And they should have counted it. Why? Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Edison rolled the ball. Mm-hmm. He got intercepted like this far. I don't know how far exactly, like this far away. So he rolled the ball. The guy got a touch on it. It went to a Crystal Palace player. He shot it, scored. And they said it was inter- and, interference with the and goalkeeper? And they said interference yep. because he has to be five yards after the pass or a certain amount of space after he passes it. What was that when Carriers did it in the Champions League? Benzema got it literally off his hands. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, Benzema didn't get it off his hands. It, yeah, well, there was like a... There's a difference. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to look at it. But there is a difference because Carriers threw it. it. No, he threw it. He didn't roll it. He threw it. And Benzema extended a leg. Benzema did not get in front of Carius. Yeah, he did that, not get in front what, of Carius. No, no, that's, like, what the, that's what the guy did. He extended the leg. Like he didn't get in front. Like he didn't Benzema hit was Benzema was like a good four yards away, four or five yards away. Mm-hmm. It was, we'll, we'll go watch it. Yeah. And he extends the leg. He didn't like block the thing. He extended the leg because he when he threw the ball out, he's like, oh, I can stop this. And then but, that one, that one, you can't you can't call for interference. I, I know, I but like seen, I haven't seen the Crystal Palace one, but and, and there every literally everybody is talking. I think you're exaggerating. No, no, I watched the Sky Sports after. It wasn't Carragher or Neville or any of those guys. And they were asking the referees, like there was um, one of the ex-referees, like yeah. they were asking him, like, what, why is that not a goal? He's like, well, it's, it's debatable. It's, it just depends on how you look at it. If you're saying that he's intentionally interfering with, with the ball, then you have to let it go for a certain amount of time, like a certain amount of distance on a roll. Since when has that like, one's a, that one's another one of those rules that there's gray area there because like if you're rolling it and the ball left your hand it doesn't matter like you what do you you just let it go like you can't just let it go right 
Like it's, it doesn't There's make sense. There's a little sense. bit of gray area. It depends like, on how close you are. Like if you if you, if the goalkeeper has the ball at their feet, you you fucking go like slide tackle. You do whatever. I don't you know want. what the official rule is, but there that's why you also can't intercept it. Like when they bounce it. Yeah, you can't intercept, can't intercept it when, it when they, bounce. they bounce it. And I understand that because you're bouncing it. Actually, they changed it because you could you were able to head the ball. I remember as far as used to try and head it off the goalkeeper's hands know. or something, whatever. But I understand when you try to. When they bounce it, because you bother to punt it, and like they could lead to an injury or whatever. But if you're rolling the ball, there should be no rule if it leaves your hand. I think there needs to be. I, I don't know. I don't know what the rule is, but there's got to be a distance because at a certain point you're no longer blocking the goalkeeper from being able to play out, and then at a certain point you are. No matter where, which whichever direction he rolls it, you're still yeah. in his way, even if it leaves his hand. Yeah, I think the rule is if you, if it leaves the keeper's hand, like if there, if, mm, if that's see, but that's where then you're gonna have people. We're getting in the way of the goalkeeper because as soon as the ball leaves his hand, even if they're this close. But that's what I mean. Like it's not like I, if you ha- if you have the ball in your hands and I jump right in front of you, obviously you're not gonna roll it. Like all the keepers when right, the guys get the in front of players them, players will stay in front of the goalkeeper until he lets the ball go. But and then it's like yeah, but that's you gotta illegal. Him, you gotta ha- you gotta give him enough space for him to be able to have a good clearance or a good throw or whatever it is. If you're too close to the point where he can't get one, then you're in his way. I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't. I didn't see it, so I it, a three-zero different know. game. But anyway, no comeback. Listen, you you're you're happy. You're a happy lad today. I get it. No, I'm not happy. You're happy. I'm happy for you're Liverpool. Happy I'm pissed off. If about... you would have tied against Bournemouth, yeah, but you would have panicked. Uh, we were one week away from you saying, "Okay, yeah, now I'm starting yeah, to get worried." Yeah, I would. Yeah, right. I would have been. But I'm also upset about the Man City score. Man City came back. This is the thing again with Man City. It's not like like Liverpool in their first few games that they had they struggled. They never really looked like, okay, we just went down by two. Now let's try and mount the comeback. Yeah. It was always like if we tied, we're like we just looked the same mm-hmm. as the other team. We looked bad. Yeah. Manchester City they go down a couple goals, and you know that as soon as they go yeah. down, they're like, all right, crap. Now we have to actually start not trying, but now we actually yeah. like we have to do something. And then they got ninety percent possession for the rest of the game. It's yeah. just a matter of whether they run out of time to make yeah. the comeback. Erling Holland is special. I was watching that game and I saw the, every single goal. And after every single goal, I, Brittany was not after every single. She was listening the to me scream. The tapping. He thought he missed for a second. Calm down. Calm down. He thought he, he was in the, the right spot at the oh, right time. Yeah. And that's what happens when you're a good player. Yeah, and on top of that, it's not. It's not like he was just a chicharito who's just in the right spot at no, the right time. That goal, I'm telling you, it looks simple. You don't realize the complexity yeah. of it. He makes the run. He gets into the right spot. He takes a fantastic first touch. Yeah. As he's taking the touch away from where the pressure's coming from, because he's got one guy on one mm-hmm. side, one guy on the other, he holds off the other guy. Yeah. It was, it without was. being able to like fully see where he's coming from, takes a touch and s- just slots it into the goal like as if he just made another pass to a teammate. Should have been sent off. Special. Should have. You rarely off. see players who are as fast as him. Yeah, that's true. Who are as strong as they are fast. Physical right? presence. Physical presence, and who are natural finishers. You yeah. see players who are rapid that can't finish to save their lives or players who are rapid but not very strong so anytime they get into a physical battle it breaks down or players who are strong and physical but are not very fast. He's like... Um, he is special. Le- Lewandowski when he was a bit younger. Not as... More he's special. Qu- he's quicker... He's quicker than Lewandowski. Lewandowski had the finishing and the power and the strength. Yeah. He did not have the speed. He didn't have the speed. He's, he's yeah. a triple threat. Triple threat, Erling Haaland. Anyway, no, I'm no. not even a Manchester City fan. I'm an Erling Haaland fan because I like the guy. And I think he's special. Van Dijk shut him down I'll tell you what's shield. special, though. Arsenal. So Arsenal good. are special right now. The one team that said, 
that look the, the one team that was able to look Alexander Mitrovic in the eye and live to tell the tale. <laughs> All right, Liverpool weren't able to do that. Okay, listen. You have lost the plot again. Going back to how Arsenal in their past would have ended up giving up that goal and then lost one yeah. 0 The new Arsenal, the man who gave up the, the goal, the man who made the mistake, Gabriel yeah. scores the game winner to make up for it. It's beautiful. No, Arsenal are looking really listen. good, really good. You see this, ladies and gentlemen? Oh my! Guys. This is what we are. This is this this hat is not from 2003-2004. This hat is from 2022, right here. I know. Guys, this is what I'm going to say. Javi bought a hat when Arsenal are finally winning games. London Invincibles, baby. When in the past 10 years has I've had, Javi... I've had this hat. I've just never brought it out because of our past You were form, ashamed. You were form. ashamed. You're a closet fan. That's messed up. You need to be, you need to be vocal about your team, whether lo- winning or losing, okay? Listen, no, I was vocal good. about how hard it was to support Arsenal in the last decade they were of life. Absolutely amazing so far, Arsenal. The question is always going to be... Top teams? Can they keep this up? That's what I'm saying. Can they keep it up and can they perform against the top teams? For me, in the past, it's always been when we face a top team, I'm like, we're probably going to lose. The, well, this weekend is going to take... Who do you guys play during the no, week? We have one more uh, team before we play Manchester United. Oh, I can't so remember who we play this weekend, but we Manchester United's in two games. That one's going to be a big one. Who's, who's at home? I think it's Manchester United. I believe it's at Old Trafford. Is it? Yep. Let me double check. Let me double check to confirm, but I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever it is, I just hope I'm hoping for a tie. Uh, so we play Arsenal at or we're we're at home against Aston Villa oh, uh, wow. this Str- Wednesday. Struggling Villa too. And then on Sunday we go to Old Trafford and play against uh, Manchester United. My pr- my predictions are Arsenal goes to or Arsenal plays at, at or at home versus Villa. Easy dub. Continue our great, great form. Villa is struggling, so possibly. Continue but. our great form. Going to Manchester United. And that game is going to tell us a lot about the season. Because Manchester United are doing two games now in a row that they've won. They're starting to go. They're starting to be on the up. If Manchester United wins their next game, I think, hold on, let me see. It's uh, that might be, No, they play one more team before us. Yeah. So they play Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace has been decent this this season in yeah. terms of giving teams some trouble yeah so they go to crystal palace if they beat palace and they go into the arsenal game three games in a row winning yeah confidence high and then arsenal wins at old trafford the question about whether us whether we're going to be in the top four this season is answered no yes no 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 okay it's is it going to be a big game? Listen, yeah, you but can say there's going to be a dip, and I uh, I'm fine with that. I probably agree that there's going to be at some point in our in our season there's going to be a dip in form, which naturally happens to every with, team. with every Usual. team. In terms of Arsenal, the problem is that we start bad, we have a really bad start, and then or like not a great start, we find our form a little bit, and then it dips, and then by the end of the season we can't catch back up, and we're playing catch up right now. If we can go six or seven games. With six wins, five wins, and two draws, or something like that. When we finally have a dip, we'll be okay, because then after that, when we regain our form, we're still going to be in a in, in in a place to get top four. But usually, Arsenal is like I remember Arsenal being in top of the league a few times in the past years, mm-hmm. like with 10, 15 games in, and then come January, 
It's but the start has never been this good. We haven't had a, a start this good since I believe it was Arsenal, either the, the Invincibles Vegas. or the season after the Invincibles. Something like that. That was the stat. I, I just don't think one game is going to tell you if it is if Arsenal is going to finish top four. Because or not. if we can beat Manchester United, then that, that, that answers my question about this season. Are we going to be able to compete with the top teams? And well, Manchester United, are they a top team? They will be by the end of the season. Yeah, now Manchester United... Are not going to be finished. It's crazy, huh? Two games and the, the conversation around Manchester United changes. And the transfers. 180. Now they bought in Anthony. 100 million, by the way. They were pushing that one, huh? They'd been pushing that one. Absolutely. IX wasn't, wasn't so happy no, with that one. No, but 100 million? Of course, if you're Ajax, you take that. 100 million. Ajax, Ronaldo Ajax, 10 years ago was 81 million. He was the best player in the world. Ajax has to be the richest team in yeah, the world. Has to be. <laughs> so I was, uh, there's like reading on uh, Twitter or something. It's like a. Football conspiracy theories or something, and it says that IX get a new starting eleven each year, sell all eleven, and then get a new one. <laughs> I wouldn't. Year. I swear, that's how it feels. I mean, Manchester United just bought what the left back. He came from IX, didn't he? Alessandro as well. Alessandro Mar- Martinez. Yeah, Martinez for sixty mil. They're buying Anthony hundred sixteen. If the left back came from there, that's another like forty mil. IX two hundred million from Manchester United. Listen, they they are investing all their resources into yeah. their youth, uh, which is smart. Yeah, because they're they're financially going to be stable for a long for time. Years. Yeah, and they're one of the top clubs. Yeah, and every couple of years they're going to have a season where, like they did not too long ago, where they got pretty far in the Champions League, and um, and in the league that they're playing in, and they they're most they don't need to be a Barcelona or a Man- or yeah. a Manchester City. Yeah. Anyway, back to the important topic of this podcast today. So you're Arsenal. saying you you you're saying right now if Arsenal beat Manchester United. On Sunday or Saturday, whenever they play, they're gonna make top four 100. Easy. I'm I'm even surprised people are having the top four conversation right now. We are we have started so much better than we started in the past. And every season, if you if we would have had a better start to that season, we would have made in the last like couple seasons, we would have made Champions League or at least Europa for sure. Okay, but you guys were in the top four last year in January with, with a bad by, start by like. 10 points or we something. We lost like our that. first three games of the season. But but you were up by 10 points or 12 points, whatever it was, in That's third place. And then that dip of form. Yep. But what I'm telling you is that that might happen again. But because of the start we've had, even the dip in form is going to allow us to still maintain our spot in the championship. So what happens if you beat Manchester United and then you play Chelsea, Liverpool, City, and you lose? We won't lose against all those teams. That's what I'm saying. We can afford to lose against one or two of them mm-hmm. and then draw the other or win against the other and we're still going to be okay because we're taking care of business at the bottom mm-hmm. half of the table. I just think it's way, 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 way too early to be saying... It's not a, It's not even a bold prediction, George. It, it is a bold prediction. The way Arsenal are playing right now are the best the, team in the Premier the League. Way, yeah, the way they're playing right now. But it's only four games in. It is only four games in. But the thing is, again, Arsenal, when they play like this... Typically in the past, when they have like really good games, it's just like a random good run, like a good spell of mm-hmm. games. But right now, no, it feels different. It Don't feels different. Wrong. It Don't feels like wrong. the culture has changed. It feels like yeah. even if we lose a game, we're gonna be okay. Yeah. Before it was like we lose a game, we're like, oh, here we go. Here's the dip in form, and here yeah. back to back to the usual, back to no, the old good old. My Arsenal. prediction was Arsenal in top four before all this, mm-hmm. and I still stick to it. But I said Arsenal fourth. But to say, yeah, that's what I said, and Chelsea fifth. Man City third. I still stick to that. But to say that that game, that specific game is going to tell you everything, no. 
There's way too Listen, many. I don't want to get ahead of myself. If we beat Aston Villa, that means five games, and then we have 15 points. Yeah. If we beat Manchester United, yeah. 18 points yeah. from six games, that's massive. It is. But still, I told you, eight, the eighth game is where everything starts to get real. How many, how, okay, how much, ahead, how f- far ahead are you from the other like five teams? Um, two points two from points. Man City and Chelsea and and Brian and yeah. uh, obviously these Brian are probably gonna drop off at yep. some point. I don't know what the other teams are. But here's the thing, though. I'm telling you, we're Spurs not. I'm not worried there. about those teams. Spurs. Are those aren't there. the teams that we're competing against. But it is. No, we're not competing against Manchester City. We're not competing against Chelsea. Yeah, but like we're competing against Manchester United, Tottenham. Yeah. Well, Spurs are. That, but that's what I'm saying. Spurs are gonna get. But games we're ahead easy. of the. We're ahead of those guys. You're we're ahead getting, by, by two coming. points, three points. It's that's what I'm saying. It's so early on. Those the first are, eight games, like you can be in first place after eight games, and the second place, third place, fourth, fifth are like within five points. And those five points mean nothing. Like obviously it's good to be here's the thing ahead at first, but five points you can that's like a, But the thing is about games. those teams is those are the teams that are also going to Yeah, they're gonna start drop falling points off. Too. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying I'm not worried about Manchester City and Liverpool, for example, because those are the teams that are gonna create a gap. And those so. guys, those guys are going to be like, like last season. I think it was like the top two teams were a decent amount of points ahead of yeah, third, fourth, past, and fifth. The past right? four or five years, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying we're not competing against those guys. We're competing. That's why we can afford to lose. Like, if I had to pick, obviously you don't want to lose any games. Yeah. But let's be realistic. If you had to pick, you'd say I'll take a loss against Manchester City and Liverpool mm-hmm. because we know those guys are going to beat all the other teams. Yeah. And we're not really. Comp- we're right now. We have to build season by season. And right yeah. now. As excited as I am, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to win the Premier League. I'm saying, let's just get top four this season and get back to champions. And then from there, transfer market, we can start attracting yeah. a couple more players because now we already have some pretty good players. Yeah. We start attracting more players, and the next thing you know, we're fighting for third. And then the, the conversation of, can we win the Premier League soon, starts happening. So if, let's say, you tie Aston Villa at home, do you still feel the same about Manchester United? If we win, yeah. If we get two ties... I still think we're going to get Champions League. I think if we can get one tie and one win, easily still convince, easily. convince Champions League. Okay. Because six, six games and you'd have, what does that put you at? 15, uh, 16 points? Yeah. 16 points from six games is fantastic. It is. And if we can get both wins, bruv, if we can get both wins, Champions League, easy. I, I just, Okay. I, I, I Like I said, I like, think... I'd give, I'd give the entire team two weeks vacation after that. Oh Say, give me God. the academy. The, give me the academy for the next two the games plot. while these guys recover a little bit. Oh, this man. Right, I wouldn't do that. Plot. I wouldn't do that. But listen. Look, I like I said, it's Arsenal, not that crazy anymore. I think I think Arsenal are going to get that four. That's my prediction as well. But to say easy, to say it's six been decided, games in, it has been decided. Yes, and you will see at the end of the season. It's not even like a fifth of the season. In it's not even like six it's games. Sixth, is, it's like sixth of the season. That's somewhere on there. Like. There's so many things can happen within a season. Potentially. I, yeah, but I'm saying if we can have a start like this, yeah, it's later a lot in easier. the season. It's a lot easier to like dip in form and still be yeah. fine. I and what if that. we what if we continue? We beat Manchester United and then we play, you know, Liverpool and Man we, City and then we get results against those guys. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't that's far ahead. That's that's it, unrealistic to think about that because a lot of things can happen in between. Yeah. The next two games are gonna be very important. And I think the next two games are gonna decide 
it might still get, I'm not saying it won't be like close mm -hmm. towards the end of the season, but I think because of that start, we're going to manage to pull it off in the end. Well, you said it's easy. It's going to be easy. Well. You said easy. Easy is a relative term. Mm. Easy for you is a different. Listen, I want Liverpool to be in the top four. That's all that matters, right? Liverpool's going to be in the top four. You guys are going to yeah, be fine. I hope so. Um, teams that don't get as much talk on this podcast, Tottenham and Chelsea typically, because we're obviously not Tottenham yeah. and Chelsea fans. Tottenham gets the dub. Again, they, the they, can, they can play. But they played Forest. They can play an ugly game, good game, any game. Conte just wants. And Chelsea points. gets the dub as well. Listen, Son. Came, you want him, huh? I want him in Liverpool one. But he obviously, fit, that's. He would the, fit so he, well in he's, Liverpool. He's, he would be perfect Liverpool. He's not happy at Spurs. He's not happy. That man at Spurs. is happy anywhere he is. No, no, no. He's a happy he, man. He got subbed he's off. He's a Conte. He got, he got subbed off. And he did it last year towards the end when Conte started subbing him off. He hasn't gone his way so far, son. So now Richarlison is getting more playing time, and he's not happy. It does not matter. It, it, I mean, he's not going to get sold or anything. I mean, he's going. Son I'll, is I'll, son is hundred million dollars worth. I, if, if but he's a starter. It's not like he's sharing. He's not like he, do you, if do you, if he's sharing his game time. It's only because the game's already been decided. Well, it was like what was it one zero, and then he got subbed out, and he was pissed, and he was like swearing and throwing bottles, like and that's son. Like he doesn't. You don't get the that. Premier out of League him. changes you. England changes. Yeah, you. I swear you don't get that from Son. But I'm mean, obviously he's gonna stay. It's not like there's any rumors or anything. But if there were any rumors, yeah, you would take him. Yeah, Klopp would take him. Oh my God, without like without even thinking about it. But I think Spurs are gonna be up there. Like they're gonna win games ugly and all that. Um, has there been any big games? No, it's just been Liverpool, Manchester United. That's been a big. Well, game. Chelsea and Tottenham earlier, but yeah, oh, that was good. They both dropped points. But Liverpool, Man City, that's gonna be that's gotta come soon at some point. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, I like Brian. Yeah, Brian and are playing absolutely amazing. Their coach is absolutely amazing. It's with the players. Who was, that it, he who has, was it last season that was in Brighton's spot? West Ham was it? Yeah, West Ham was strong. Well, they got three points, but but last early. season they were like doing really well at the beginning, and then eventually they just yeah. fell off. Well, yeah, West Ham had they were in first place for the first four or five games or something like that, yeah. and then it just dropped off. I think West Ham are gonna be completely fine. They just brought, they just got got in Paqueta. Whatever his name is from, he's good. But teams like Brighton are, are just happy right now with a great start because Amazing they know start. that they're they're in the relegation battle. So if they're this yeah. far away from the relegation battle, then then they're excited, they're happy. Graham Potter, man, what a coach! What you a like coach. him, huh? I love that guy. Such a good coach. He looks like he would be a good coach. Such a good just coach. Just by looking at him, I can tell. Just, <laughs> just by looking at him, you know. What do you think about David Moyes then? What about yeah. Steven Gerrard? What's the one guy from? Um, from England, the national team that was a, uh, just had a stinker. The older guy, uh, not David Roy, Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson, Th that one clip. You remember yeah. that one clip that where they like he sees that? Well, no, that one. But there's one where he's like just looking, and I, I can't remember what he was doing. But he was like just not doing any anything, and, and then like, he realized the camera was looking at him, yeah. and he was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Come on, man! Like you could tell that guy's just yeah. struggling out there. <laughs> yeah, and that that clip where he's like, it's another goal, and he's just. <laughs> Head goes down. <laughs> you can tell he's struggling. But listen, he, when it, keep, when, he kept Palace up though in the relegation battle. He kept them up. So. He, here's the biggest thing when it comes to coaching. We'll, we'll let's get into the coaches' side of things because I think coaches, the, the influence that coaches have in the Premier League, is can be major, can be a major impact, but it's always going to be limited. At that level, it's always going. You could be the greatest coach in the world, mm -hmm. Pep Guardiola. You could be Zinedine Zidane. You could be any. You could you could take Jurgen Ancelotti. Klopp. You can take Jurgen Klopp. You have to have one of the top three teams in the Premier League to 
have a chance of winning. There's anomalies like Leicester. But Leicester is once in, every, once in every 50 years that's going to happen. So you're talking maybe. about winning the league? Yes. You're not talking about I'm doing, but like that, having a crazy season and getting right. top four or anything like no, that? No, no, no. Okay. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. There, that's, that's the impact. You can have a very, like, Grand Potter, right? Mm-hmm. He can he can be so impactful to the point where he turns Brighton into a top eighteen, mm-hmm. top seven, whatever. Whether that happens or not, it might drop off. I don't know, but just have a good start. You can have mm-hmm. a good impact like that. But no matter how good of a, he is of a coach, he will never win the Premier League with them. Don't even think about that, George. I don't mean, even stop. It could be a Leicester scenario. Like you never can say never. No, but because Leicester is not going to happen for another fifty to hundred years. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen for a while. But Remind me the last time that that happened. I think it was like either Blackburn or Nottingham Forest in like the nineties. Exactly. Like. So, I'm just saying, like the coaching. Uh, I think the coaching side of things. It's it's kind of those coaches really are using like he's using Brighton to get him the next big job. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And the next big job still won't be a Manchester City, won't be a Liverpool, but it'll be a team like, I don't know, a team somewhere else. I'm, I'm just trying to think of a good fit. It might be a Tottenham. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the coaching side of things, here, again, you, we talk about when we do your coaching licenses and when you when you just you hear the term dinosaur coach, and you think about like all those old guys, those old school guys. that It's like the number nine in football now. It's mm-hmm. like just going going extinct. Yeah. You keep some of the old guys around because of experience, but most of them, if they're still coaching the same way they used to coach, they're not successful. No, they're not. They're, they're just bouncing from job to job because they have the name and stuff like they're that. They're assistant coaches at this point. I like I like when teams start looking at more modern yeah. style coaches, and it, and it's not that you have to be young. That's mm-hmm. not the case. It's just you have to be willing to adapt. That's the most important part. You see coaches nowadays who are younger typically because they're a little bit more willing to adapt yeah. to the new age of how you can incorporate technology into your training sessions um video analysis things like that that back in the day yeah. it was like just run your socks off you yeah. know what i mean so I, I like seeing those coaches get good jobs and get good results because it kind of makes me think of like that's that's what i want to be i yeah. want to continue to adjust and i want to make sure that i never grow to the or i never get to the point where the game outgrows me and I feel like a lot of the old coaches, that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. And that's why they, they got to retire. That's why they just start bouncing from job to job. But And then most of them are in the Premier League now as like assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. And they're just. There's a lot of young coaches now in the, pre- yeah. like relatively young yeah. coaches Scott in the Premier Parker, League. Parker, Marco Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Graham Potter is fairly young. Mikel Arteta. Arteta. But that's, a, we can talk about Arsenal and Arsene Wenger. That's what happened to him. Great coach yeah. in the right time. Yeah. But at a certain point, it got, it got, to where he was no longer effective. And he even admitted it after he left. He's like, I stayed too long. I should have retired earlier. I should have left earlier. But, but with that being said, Arsene Wenger would get top four year in, year out. Like you, Not anymore. Well, no, no, I'm not saying right now he would. I'm saying like he did the job. Like did he win the Premier Leagues that he probably would have wanted to? Probably not. Right. But he got the job done in terms of because to get top four in the Premier League, that's yeah, it's difficult. That's an achievement. And that was that one. That was back in the day when Arsenal, like top four, was a normal thing. Yeah. Now it's like we need to just get back into top four. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like Arsene Wenger back then did the job, even though he stayed too long, he still did the job compared to like some other like in the past ten years. How many times did you get in the top four? Probably like yeah, four or five. but there's a couple of things that go with that as well. Is 
it's also the consistency. Like you have to build the the idea or the philosophy and the culture that you want, and that doesn't take a season. And the yeah. problem with a lot of these Premier League teams is that they're so the owners are so desperate yeah. to get results. In the now, instead of worrying about yeah, like think about think about this. And again, it's early in the season, so you don't know. But if Mikel Arteta would have been let go after last season for not qualifying in fourth, or there was a couple mm-hmm. times where people were saying he needs to go. Oh yeah. And then you bring a new coach in. Now you restart the process all over. You're back to square one. The the people who do, or the clubs who do well, in my opinion, a lot of times are the ones who are understanding of the fact that there it might be a dip in form for a couple of seasons yeah. while they rebuild. And they have to be honest with themselves about whether they can rebuild. I think there's just a lot of pressure from the fans, yeah. from the the investors or whatever, that they need to get results right away, which I understand. But there's a lot of projects that you're like, hey, look, we're already past trying to get results. Yeah. We need to just rebuild and yeah. just re- hit the reset button. If Arsenal can keep continue to back Arteta and give him four years, five years, what Liverpool did with yeah. Klopp, yeah. then look what happens. Now all of a sudden, yeah, nobody nobody's going to remember those last few years, the first mm-hmm. few years under Klopp. Everyone's yeah. going to remember the years that he's been winning and he's yeah. been successful. So, yeah. I mean, perfect example. One, like I, like you said, Jurgen Klopp, he came in Liverpool. Liverpool were, yeah, we had like second place on the Brandon Rodgers, but... Didn't win much. We're barely getting top four. And then you have Jurgen Club comes in, gets fifth place, win the Europa League, going to the Champions League, and since then haven't looked back. One of the best teams in the world. Then you completely the opposite side of the spectrum. You have Manchester United, who got Sir Alex left, similar time when Arsene Wenger left. And ever since then, it's just been, oh, coach, coach for two years. Coach. coach for two years. Coach, oh, fire him, fire him, fire him. And they never give enough time for a coach mm-hmm. to... Like Mourinho, he finished second. He said, that's probably the best thing I've done in my career. Mm-hmm. And then the following season, they were like eighth, seventh or eighth. Yep. And well, people realize that like, it takes time to build something. Mourinho is different because Mourinho is like, very extreme where like two, three years and he needs to go somewhere else. But you need to give coaches time. Like Chelsea, they fired their coach because they want to win now. Right. And then the following season, they don't start too well. Fire him. Get a new one. Win now. Fire him. You're never gonna build a culture that's like long lasting, like like Manchester City. If they fired Pep the first year when he was nowhere near near winning the Premier League and he didn't win the Champions League, what, yeah. what would happen then? Like we wouldn't be here talking about Manchester but City being one. Going best. back to Manchester United, that's the that's why a lot of people say it's the worst job in football to take. Like nobody yeah. nobody wants to take that job because, especially after Sir Alex Ferguson left. It was like, okay, well, if you don't do well, it's yeah. definitely your fault. Yeah. And you're going to get fired because we've been winning and we've been mm. the best team in the Premier League. And if you do well, it's not really your, it's not because of you. It's because he we built the team. Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson gave you a winning team. Yeah. So you're always going to be like, you're, you're always going to be screwed in that position. Yeah. And then again, they, they, they were too stubborn to think that they needed to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And they, Gave each guy a year and a half, two years or whatever, and then interim coaches here. And then what's going to happen with Ten Hag if he doesn't do well this season? They're just going to get rid of him and find another guy? And that's fair enough, 200 million in a transfer window? That's insane. It's it's crazy time. Because I I mentioned it last week about the Manchester United owners. But if you look at how much money they're spending on the team, you can't complain. I'm telling you, man, their scouting department's got to go. I mean, yeah, they're getting the wrong, they're paying way too much money for the wrong players. That's the problem. Well, th- those three players are like Ten Hag's players. Like they, it, he has. I'm sure he has a lot of say in those. 
Now, whether he has a say in how much money or yeah, whatever, that's different. Harry Maguire, T- McTominay, and Fred were not his players, and I don't know why. Like you said, McTominay was from the academy yeah. or whatever. I get it. Yeah. Still, but sell Harry him. Maguire, 80 sell mil. him. Maguire. Well, for, okay, him. Fofana just went to Chelsea. World record for a defender. Fofana. Fofana. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy is really good. But Fofana is a world record for a defender. Now, but now the, the whole transfer market and the negotiations between teams is not like it used to be. No, of course not. Where it's like, okay, that's a fair price for our guy. Now it's like, okay, what is the highest possible amount yeah. that we can get? I don't care if we screw the other team over because mm-hmm. now we can just say, well, look at the market now. Look, this guy's going yeah. for this much and this guy's going for that much. But really, when you're thinking about what their actual value is, a lot of those guys... That's not their actual value. That's just yeah. because the trend people panic because they need yeah. players and the market people are doing stupid things in the market, selling for or buying for crazy amounts, and then next thing you know, they they feel like they they need to sell their players for the yeah. same amounts, even so, though when they're not worth that much. So where do you stand on that? If you're if you're, let's say Arsenal, and this is before Atleti, because now you guys are spending. At least you're like buying players, but like before it was always like oh Arsenal are a bit stingy. They don't want to pay for this. They don't want to give the weekly wage. Liverpool are the same way. Liverpool need to sell players to raise money to buy players. And then w- Liverpool have a structure where you can't pay anybody more than like 250000 a week or whatever. But then there's like a divide. You're doing it the right way, or so you look at it the right way. And then you have Manchester City, Manchester United, who's like, we don't care how much you cost, or Chelsea. We don't care how much you cost and how much you want to get paid a week. You're coming here. Perfect example, Anthony. The guy hasn't scored. He's an attacking player. A forward, you can say, a winger. He hasn't scored more than 10 goals in the Netherlands for Ajax. He is 100 million. And he's going to get paid like 300K or whatever a week. He's 100 million because Manchester United need him. Yeah. but they've, like, they've identified as like, this is the guy that we need. So Ajax is like, well, you're Manchester United. You can pay $100 million. Yeah, but like I'm, Ajax, I'm completely fine with that. Like they want to get as much as they can. But if you're a team like Chelsea spending world record fees for Fana, if you're Manchester United, is that the wrong approach? Because he ha- it hasn't worked for Manchester United. They spend eighty million on Maguire. Like wh- yeah, where do you? It's the wrong approach if it doesn't work. Where, where do you draw the line of okay, we've done this in the past. We're panic buying because the window's closing, and then that's it. Well, let's compare Manchester City and Liverpool because they've done the opposite approaches, right? Yeah, completely opposite. Which one's the right approach? I mean. Depends how you look at it. Results. Well, results, but Manchester United didn't do it. Like, Manchester United doing the Man City way, and they're not getting results. Right. Well, then it's the wrong approach. But Manchester City, it's the right approach. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, so it, it only did, matters if you get the results. So, like... So, Liverpool, what I'm saying is, like, Liverpool and Manchester City have found the right approach for both of them. And people can say, oh, Manchester City just spending lots of money and buying the best players. That's not fair. It doesn't matter. Because for them, their objective is to win Premier Leagues and to win Champions Leagues. Right now, they haven't won a Champions League. But when they do win the Champions League, and that's what every most people are saying, when mm-hmm. they do, it's going to be the right approach. Liverpool didn't feel like they needed to spend as much, and they went through the whole rebuilding process. But that's the difference, is that Liverpool had to take two or three years to not get anything yeah. before they're here. Manchester City didn't have to go through that. Manchester City yeah. was like, well, that's why we're buying players, so we don't have to go through two or three years yeah. of a rebuilding process. So... You could say it's the right way or the wrong way. You could say it's the right way when they win the Premier League. You could say it's the wrong way when they don't get the results. Manchester United, we'll see at the end of the season if they get Champions League, it's the right... It doesn't matter if they spend $100 million on Anthony because that's what they needed to do. But at what point 
if you are financial fair play or Premier League, I don't know what the rules are. At what point do you say, because it's not fair to the lower teams. It's not, it's, no, but that's not, unfortunately, that's not the way, if it was fair to all the lower teams, then team, things would be different at the end of the season. Manchester City wouldn't be winning the Premier League every year. So like Newcastle just gets bought by some random billionaire. Someone worked, someone worked hard to become a billionaire. Yeah. And they can do whatever they want with their money. And yeah. if they choose to be, to give it all to one team instead of, you know, sharing it across the board or whatever, that's, so you don't that's care. their right. You don't care about I don't it. care. I don't care. I, mean, I don't. I don't That's care. That's the too way much. it is. It's not going to change. Yeah. I don't. I it's mean, I don't. Change. There's. It's not going to change. One and if PSG don't get in trouble, then nobody will. Anyway, so it's it, it's whatever. But and in France, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the players go to France and play in France because there's no taxes, so they get the hundred percent of what they're making. Can you imagine yeah. that? I mean, that's why like uh, Messi left Spain because the taxes there are like forty percent or whatever. I don't know if that's true in France. I have no uh, idea. I heard that about France. Uh, I don't know what their tax situation is, but I know the players, or I heard that the players don't get taxed from the, their earnings. Well, it's probably PSG saying, you know what? We'll pay for you. We'll pay the taxes. That's like, that's like almost like a another that's a lot. third of your money. Yeah. Maybe even half for some of those guys. It's insane. So anyway, let's uh, recap the match week. Georgie's happy. Georgie's happy. Mm. I'm happy. And I've been happy since we started. Yeah. Since we started four weeks ago, when we, the yeah. Premier League started, I think I'll be I'll continue to be happy. I think you're going to continue to be happy, but you're not going to be super excited because you're going to be like, "Oh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We need yeah. to get our guys healthy. Injuries. When, the same excuses no. that you give me on the podcast every single week. Listen, it's not an excuse when you have six or seven guys that are out, and now Harvey Elliott's out too potentially. Talk to your medical team. They're having a nightmare out there. I don't know what's going on. There's a witch in the building. All right. But Liverpool need a midfielder. Uh, like they, it has to happen. By the way, today Twitter went crazy. Frankie De Jong on the video with like suitcase going to London. Everybody, including me, obviously the reports came out and everybody's like, "Oh my God, where's he going? Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United?" And I, now like, if Liverpool have the chance, which we don't, because he's earning six hundred k or whatever a week at Barca or whatever. Liverpool are nowhere near going to be able to pay that. But Could if Liverpool a have a chance, if Liverpool have a chance, they better go all out to get this guy. Because you have a midfielder for the next five to ten years. Like in your hands. And he would fit in that dynamic, whatever. But with that being said, he's just going to his friend's wedding. Van de Beek's getting married. But everybody got all hyped up. All Every single team in the you family. You never like, know. Oh my Transfer God, market's oh my God. crazy. You never yeah. know. And there's only, what? Thursday it ends. Yep. It's so over. it's that's gonna be could be a bit of both a wedding and some yeah signing some papers. Yeah, Fabrizio said it. He went to a wedding. All right. Well, let's uh, let's end it there. That's it for this week. We'll talk a little bit more about the Premier League next week, and we'll see. And I'm excited because in the next two games, couple weeks we have two games now. Because if we do a oh, podcast yeah. Monday, we're gonna have to talk about two games. Yep. So I'm gonna have to remember everything. All right, we'll see if Georgie's as excited as he as he was in this episode. Two games. We'll see in the next episode. But um, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for tuning in this time. See you guys.